Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow Special Summer Edition. Today we're going to be talking to some of our former guests, Adam from Australia, Matteo from Canada, and Diana from Latvia, and hear how they like to spend their summers, or winters in Adam's case. Enjoy. I'm going to ask you, what do you like to do in the summer, Adam from Australia? Yeah, I like to find a Mediterranean beach with easy access to Greek salad at affordable prices. Don't we all? Maybe. <laughs> oh my god, I'm coming with you. It's pretty good. I like that. So what are your what are your number one destinations? Uh I like the south of France. I just got back from there. Yeah. yeah. Why did you come back? Uh, I don't know. Work, uh, right. responsibility, mm. meh. Yeah. That's not what the south of France is about. No, it's not. <laughs> but Stockholm's happy to have you back. That's good. Sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's very nice. Uh, do you fly to Nice? Yeah. It's yeah. usually a cheap and direct flight, I've found, and that's why we go there sometimes. It it's, can be. It's, it's very convenient. It's beautiful. Absolutely. So since you're from Australia, yeah. then your your seasons are flip-flopped. Yes, they are. <laughs> so how does how does it work in Australia, June, July, August? I mean, they're just the they're just the work a day middle of middle of the year months. So you just kinda of power through. It's football season and it's otherwise pretty unremarkable. But does it throw you off being, you know, on the other hemisphere? You you certainly grow up with a uh, with a confused relationship to the illustrations on Christmas cards. I can imagine with their <laughs> hashtag White Christmas, etc. So it's very confusing. So I've heard that there's always what is it, surfing Santa that comes. Yeah, in. it's always surfing Santa. Santa doesn't always wear his full Santa outfit. Does Santa have a Hawaiian shirt? Or like, what does Santa have? He, he may, depending on where he's been the day before. Yeah. Oh, I'm course. picturing Santa with a man bun and a nice beard. He's, maybe he's a barista. You're making him sound like Santa barista. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have any holidays like in June, July, or August? Sure. I mean, there's holidays, but it's just like the regular school holidays. Often people go skiing a little bit. So they'll mm. disappear to New Zealand or they'll disappear from the bottom half of the country to the top half where it's warmer. Okay, so do you have, it's so hard to talk backwards with this, during what would be our summer here and your winter there, do you have special foods? A, a little bit. I mean, Australia's a gr the food in Australia might be some of the best in the world because it's got a lot of migration, immigration from all you over. Know, Southeast, mm. all over Asia, from mm, kind yes. of India, Pakistan, through Southeast Asia, China, everywhere. Plus, so we get this great mix of people, plus good European influences, plus good produce. Mm. Mm. So it's yes. it's like it's a boring thing to say it's a bit fusiony, but it's a bit fusiony and it works pretty well. It can be a good thing. Sure, yeah, it's really good. It's <laughs> better than Tex-Mex. Let's just say <laughs> oh, that. Oh no, those are fighting words. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Happy to die on this hill. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how like when you're away, you miss certain th certain comfort foods mm. that you may not have especially loved when you were back home, mm. but you be, you develop a great affinity to when you're away. Yeah. And what do you miss? I miss Vegemite a lot, which is like <laughs> a salty yeast-based spread that's... We all know it from the 80s song, but that's where my knowledge stops. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we made the top of the charts for a few years there, thanks to mm -hmm. Men at Work. Yeah, I think it's like Kellis Caviar here, yeah. which is like something that the locals try and feed you and watch your facial expressions. Yes, or caviar in a tube. But I, th I think it's because kids grow up with that here, mm. and it's probably the same with it's Vegemite. 100%. So and it's like, because when you're a kid, 
it, you think that everything you do is the default and the normal mm-hmm. and that everything else is a deviation, uh, like a, a perturbed deviation from that. <laughs> so you just think it's normal. So I guess if you grow up with, you know, chewing on fish heads mashed up in a little metal toothpaste tin or <laughs> tube or whatever, you think it's normal? Or a salty yeast extract. Yeah. Mm, you're really selling it. <laughs> I don't need I I don't want you competing for the fifteen jars that are sold at retail in Stockholm. So you can leave them for me and my people. That's oh, fine. Okay. No, I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matteo from Argentina. Do you tend to stay in Sweden during no. the summer? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Unfortunately. unfortunately, because it's the only time you can be outside. Like, and it's so great, but then That's you, you want to use your holidays to get out of here, <laughs> so you you do that. Yeah, but you go to beautiful places. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be nice to go to beautiful places when it's ugly in Sweden, like True. in winter time. True. Correct. True. Yes. And you'd rather spend your summers in Sweden. So where do you go in the summers? Mainly to Poland because my wife is Polish. Ah. And so we go there and then we borrow. uh, This is, (laughs) I'm doing air quotes here. (laughs) We take my in-law's car and we either drive to Czech Republic or next summer we're going to drive all the way, hopefully, to Italy. Wow. Poland. Nice. So how long does it take to drive to the Czech Republic? Well, like what what area of Poland do you go to? So they live smack in the middle, um, which means it's a good at six, seven hour drive to Prague. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's not so bad. No, it's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. So when you go to Poland, do you do a lot of swimming in Poland? Yes, because there is a ton of public swimming pools, unlike here in Stockholm. Oh, wow. So yeah. are they are they free or do they cost? They cost, yeah. Are there any interesting rules about them? Because once when I was at a public pool in Italy, everyone was required to wear, what yeah. do you call it, bathing cap. caps. Yeah, but I mean, it was very nice. They just gave us some extras and I think you could also buy them cheaply. Yeah. But they don't do that in Sweden. Do they do that yeah, in Poland? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, but only for the lane swimming. For when it's recreational swimming with your kids, you don't have to wear a bidding cap. Yes. <laughs> I went to one in Öland. So what's the one that's Sweden, the island that's still Sweden? Yeah. Öland? Öland, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The pool we went to, they required the men to wear Speedos. Just because the person who owns it likes to check them I out? I have no idea, <laughs> but I remember my husband having to go and like buy a Speedo just so we could go... <laughs> I, w- I don't know if it's that still the rule. I mean, this was when the kids were small. Maybe. Who knows? Some weird fetish. <laughs> Maybe you should Google, like, Beto Voyeur in uh, <laughs> Speedo Fetish from Sweden. And then you'll see, oh, there I am. Okay, so you like to go swimming, public pools. Yes. Poland. Okay, why do you drive to Czech Republic? What do you like to do there? It's, I mean, I know it's awesome, but... Yeah, it's, well, it's different than Poland. I think I like putting my daughter in places where she doesn't understand the language so she's fluent in polish oh and if we go to czech republic she no longer understands everything Mm -hmm. around her i think life is too short to be in the same comfort zone your whole life yeah and i think i've learned so much just by being outside of my comfort zone so i think it helps to be more tolerant of other people and more understanding when you yourself are placed in situations where you're the person who's completely lost (laughs) and Everybody reacts to it differently. When I was a kid, we went camping from Toronto. We went to Quebec. And I remember 
being so frustrated that I didn't speak French and really pissed off at the other kids and like, oh, look at their little French things and <laughs> with their little French accents. And I, I, in, in reality, I was jealous. I was bitter that I couldn't communicate with them. And I must have been 10 at the time. And it was just, my parents still recall, oh, remember when you went to Quebec and you hated it there? Yeah. <laughs> So Diana from Latvia. That is correct. I looked up a bit about Latvia today, and I saw that um, you guys also celebrate Midsummer. Absolutely. But in a slightly different way. Yes, I'm wondering what you found out by Googling, because I'll tell you the truth. Okay, <laughs> so I'll tell you what I found out by Googling. It's not that much. I kind of left it open. Yeah, the best stuff you is You worship you, you specifically. I specifically. Or the Latvian people yeah. worship nature by jumping over bonfires. That is correct. We <laughs> love our extreme sports. We're a small country. I'm, su- I'm surprised that we're still thriving and surviving, to be honest. <laughs> Pretty impressive. So you burned yourself. Here's, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody I know has done it. Uh, it's the guy thing. It's the toxic masculinity thing, which unfortunately continues, I guess, uh, to this day and age. We buy beer and cheese and we go uh, to the countryside and drink beer and eat cheese and jump over bonfire. But that's not the most interesting part about Latvian culture for midsummer. You guys dance uh, around a phallic-looking pole or something, correct? <laughs> correct. Uh, we don't In do folk that. costumes. But do you guys wear folk costumes? Uh, the really dedicated midsummer celebrators it's do. Same here. like, And they sing yeah. folk songs and all that jazz. Um, but most people don't. They just love the beer. Interesting, because beer is not a, a Swedish midsummer thing. It's, yeah, it's the schnapps. It? The schnapps, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess for us, schnapps is a bit more of a Russian thing. It's definitely like a New Year's thing or a birthday thing or any ah, party okay. sort of crescendo. Do you have a favorite kind of schnapps? Me? No, I'm... Um, I was about Same. to make a joke and say I'm very spiritual. <laughs> I'm very open to spirits. <laughs> no, but that is by far not the most exciting part about uh, Latvia and Midsummer. I'll tell you what it is, and I don't know if you found that by Googling, but we also celebrate fertility, but in a more natural and predictable way. There is a legend that there is a certain flower that blooms. Did you find that out? Yeah. It's said a fern or something that doesn't actually exist, but people go Yeah, it blooms only one night a year. And if you find it, you're going to be, I don't know, the happiest person alive for the rest of your life. But why would you want to go look for a flower on your own? No, you're going to go, well, I don't know how many people. I mean, we're pretty open-minded people out it. Two, let's assume two. <laughs> you go in pairs. <laughs> actually, thinking about it. You probably go in pairs. And uh, and then uh, we also have a sexual health awareness charity named uh, in the name of that flower. So <laughs> that tells you everything there is to know. What's the flower called? Uh, Paparde. I don't know what that is in in Swedish, actually. Puppet, but it's a it's not well, it's, it's a fictional flower. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. You 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 know you. What could does come it up look like? I don't even know because never <laughs> have I gone actually looking for it. <laughs> like, let's get real. You don't need to know what you're looking for if it doesn't exist. <laughs> I would think a lot of people would be avoiding this plant. <laughs> this plant. Yeah. I was like, I still haven't found it. Let's keep walking. Oh, I'm sad. Terrible. I mean, we love nature in many ways, yes. right? Yes. Well, it's a very very forested country isn't it's it? very very green a lot of lakes as well yeah. so a lot of uh, yeah. swimming and stuff too but i just found the midsummer thing very interesting mm. Mm. i mean i i think the swedish midsummer 
It's a little bit more cultured, at least how I see it on pictures. I uh, well, Have you not experienced one yet? Yeah, I mean, I've been here five years, yes. Mm -hmm. But I still don't think that was like a benchmark for a traditional Swedish experience because it really is defined by who you celebrate mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm like, this crowd, not authentic. Mm -hmm. But this one, why are we doing it in the city? Because we failed to plan. <laughs> right? Like, I've yeah. had weird mi <laughs> midsummers that just kind of happened. COVID midsummer was not a midsummer, right? Yeah. No, um, and most, most midsummers end up being rainy of course yeah but so that i'm open to a traditional like midsummer experience by the book oh we'll do one this summer uh, oh, then but yeah. but i did do um the crown did the you crown. make the that's crown that's my favorite of part. course i made the crown give it okay no okay. okay but i was reading in we do the, crowns as well but it's kind of different. Less, different less funky yeah. you do different crowns for men and women uh -huh. Can you explain? Well, so don't, wi don't women's are more flowery yeah and then the men it's they're made out of tree Oak tree leaves, right? Yeah, oak tree is very important in Latvia. Yeah. I and why such is that? A weird, I've never, never pronounced a sentence in my life. <laughs> it, well, it's actually... So we used... Before we had euros, we had lats, which is our currency. And the five lats, which is five euros, had a big oak tree on it, hmm. which is kind of symbol for not fertility, wealth, uh, well, wealth. Let's go with wealth. Okay. Or just stability in life. And we do have this very, very, very big oak tree. I hope we still have it. That it takes like seven people to well, hug. If it. you're a tree hugger, literally. Yeah. <laughs> seven people. Yeah. Um, it's quite impressive as a 12-year-old, which was the last time I saw it. But it's like the kind of place where you go on a, on a school trip. Yeah. Not just for the tree. Wait, wait, but wait. Is this, is this is it, like six or seven 12-year-olds to hug it? Or six or uh, seven grown adults? Grown-ups, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, so I don't know. Makes oak a is one of those <laughs> symbols. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's very so interesting because they, so they don't. I, I have God, we use flowers for fertility, for wealth. Like we're just like we have nature, and we're gonna just squeeze the last drop out of symbolism. <laughs> <laughs>